from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. I'm Gozit. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. And greetings from Studio B at 5800 Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly, and we hope this finds you well today as we'll be talking NFL Draft and NBA Talk today with a variety of guests. So glad you can be a part of our no-appointment radio broadcast here on this uh, Thursday afternoon or evening or wherever you may be consuming our broadcast. Of course, at Pelicans.com, NewOrleansSaints.com, on iTunes, and of course, easily done now through the two team apps on your mobile device. Daniel Salerson's in studio with us today. As a matter of fact, he'll be helping us out a little bit later on. And as we get through the program today, we'll be talking about, again, the NFL Draft Preview Series. We're going to talk about two more teams today. And Jen Hale from Fox Sports stops by. And we'll ask her not only about the NBA playoffs and what she's observing, but we'll also ask her what she's hearing in her national NFL circles uh, regarding the next week's draft and, of course, zeroing in on the New Orleans Saints. Well, I tell you what, another great night last night watching playoffs. And, of course, I'm talking about basketball and hockey, too. We saw some dramatic finishes. Of course, the Rangers and the Minnesota Wild move on in the uh, NHL playoffs. And, wow, the L.A. Kings became just the fourth team ever to come back from down three zip in their series with the San Jose Sharks. They dispatched the Sharks last night. And uh, certainly, as most uh, all who have ever watched playoff hockey know, there's nothing like a Game 7 in the NHL. So that sets the stage for round two there. Meanwhile, the NBA gets closer and closer to round two of their playoff series. And we've got more teams fighting for their very playoff lives tonight, including, of course, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And, boy, they've got some drama there right now. And then, of course, the series between the Clippers and the Warriors continues. And last night it was Houston staying alive in their series with the Portland Trailblazers. And while it was a sloppy game, a fantastic finish between the Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets last night. Boy, the Raptors almost coughed that thing up. And so now Toronto's leading that series down to uh, it's a little more even at three games to two. So as we thought, other than the Miami-Charlotte series, which was uh, done so, or dispatched rather, in four games, looks like everything else is going to go deep as we will see game sixes and probably game sevens too across the board. And, uh, and that includes San Antonio as they uh, survived uh, Dallas and uh, will probably take control of that series as the number one seed out west. All right, we'll begin our talking here in just a moment. On the program today, we'll talk about the San Diego Chargers at pick number 25. Annie Heilbrunn from NBC San Diego stops by today. We'll also, as we mentioned, talk to Jen Hale, and then we'll wrap up our list of guests today with Brian Strickland, the senior writer from Panthers.com. We've got a division rival to talk about in Carolina, and they pick right after the Saints do. So Saints at 27, and then the Panthers at number 28. So we'll get started with our guests, and we'll continue here on this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report right after this. 
SiriusXM subscribers now have a place to talk NBA 24-7. SiriusXM NBA Radio. To the lane, lays it up, he lays it up! With experts like Steve Kerr, Kenny Smith, Lionel Holland, Sam Mitchell, Jerry Stackhouse, and many more. Plus, guest appearances by NBA players, coaches, and GMs. Get closer to this. LeBron to the rim with a two-hand jam. And this. Direct. Page and fires the rainbow 18 foot jumper is a thing of beauty. By listening to SiriusXM NBA Radio. Channel 217. And the SiriusXM app. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. Right now, it's a lot more fun. Lotto Lanyard. Buy a $5 single draw lotto ticket. Get a raffle entry to win up to $50,000. Lotto Lanyard. A lot more cash and a lot more fun. You must be at least 21 to purchase. Welcome back to our NFL Draft Preview Series. We'll continue now with the Chargers who pick at number 25 in the first round on May the 8th. And Annie Heilbrunn from NBC San Diego is checking in with us to get us uh, some help on the Chargers and what's going on with San Diego. And Annie, first of all, good morning. I hope that we didn't uh, arouse you too early here on the West Coast as I know that uh, you're a couple hours behind us. Yeah, you know us West Coasters. We like our sleep, but no, it's, it's a great morning here. It's about 80 degrees. It's, we're actually getting a, um, a hot spell here in San Diego, if you can imagine that. So oh, come it's, uh, it's going to be 90 today. Is there ever a bad day in San Diego? It seems no, no. We're spoiled though. You know, it's it's. We don't like it when it's too hot or too cold. We're we're missing the seventies, I guess, right now. I see. You're not going to get much sympathy from the folks down here already I, suffering from the humidity on the Gulf. I was going to say the humidity. Um, you guys are out there rolling your eyes at me right now, so I understand that. I was ready for that. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, Andy, we've talked to you know twenty some odd teams now, or folks covering twenty some odd teams in the NFL. And and the conversation always seems to start with you know what did a uh, what did Team X do in in free agency and how does that translate to the NFL draft? So maybe we should just right. start with that and talk about perhaps what is the marriage right now between the free agency period and the upcoming draft with regard to the San Diego Chargers? Right, the Chargers didn't have a big free agency period, and the way they put it is they didn't make a splash, but really they, they barely made a ripple. They did get Donald Brown. They brought him in um, to help out with the running back core, and I think that that's uh, someone that they're going to want to keep on their team uh, in the years to come, and I think that might be a sign for Ryan Matthews. But for this year, it is Ryan Matthews, um, Donald Brown, and Danny Woodhead that will make up the bulk sharing that, that running back core. So that's really the big name that they did, and that leaves them with a lot to do in the draft because they, they have a lot of needs, especially on defense. Cornerback position is probably their biggest need. They really bit the dust last year in that position, and Derek Cox, who they signed in free agency last year and who was their biggest acquisition, um, he just soured. Uh, it just didn't work out between him and San Diego. He was benched multiple times last year, and so they really need a cornerback. Their secondary gave up a lot last year. Um, they could also probably do, do with a safety. But on the same end, they need someone up on the line. So they're, I think that they're going to be looking for a defensive tackle that can really plug the hole and that can help them out and also help out their secondary in doing that. So a lot of needs there. They're going to get, um, they're going to get Dwight Freeney back. He was injured last year, so he's going to be back this year. And they have Melvin Ingram back, who came back at the end of last season from his torn ACL. But their pass rush is still 
a weaker spot on that team, and so they're going to need to probably shore up something there because Dwight Freeney, um, you know, as, as good as he is, he might not last the whole season. So I just imagine that they're going to need to look for another option there to, to give them some pass rush because they really don't have that either. So that's on the defensive side of the ball. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I would say wide receiver is one of their biggest needs. Uh, Malcolm Floyd should be back. He hurt his neck severely last year. No one really thought he was going to come back, but he's been rehabbing and he's back practicing. So if he can stay healthy, he's part of their core. And, of course, they had the the breakout performance of Keenan Allen. Uh, But, you know, teams are going to be on to Keenan Allen this year, and so they're going to need some other other threat at wide receiver that's going to give them an option. Annie, was the free agency period still ho-hum for the Chargers because of cap problems? I mean, how bad is their cap situation right now in San Diego? Yeah, they just didn't have a lot of cap space. Um, I, you know, what they did last year was they had, when the, when the new uh, regime came in, when um, Mike McCoy and Tom Plesko came in, they were inheriting all these problems, which included Jared Gaither, who um, they had to cut from the team, and they were still, you know, paying millions of dollars to, and then they couldn't get out of that. Um, it includes Derek Cox as well. It included um, uh, why, why is that name slipping for me? Who went to the to, to the Saints? He was uh, the the receiver. Who who's that uh, slipping from my mind? I, he's a Saints receiver, and uh, he was a big he was a big acquisition for San Diego. And he ended up they ended up cutting him and paying him a lot of money. So um, they they just have a lot of. Uh, contracts that they're paying out that aren't even on their team anymore so they just didn't have a lot of cap space now next year they're going to be owed about they're going to have about 40 million in cap space so i think that they'll be able to make a lot of moves there but as far as um this year they just weren't able to do it it makes sense it makes sense it totally does and and when you talked about their draft needs and especially on the defensive side of the football uh notably a cornerback as you started your list um, do the Chargers feel like they can get what they need so far back in the first round, or is there some rumbling that they may have to try and move up a little bit to really shore up some of those uh, tough spots on the defensive side of the football? Right, and I just want to correct myself there. It was Robert Meacham, obviously, yeah. obviously he was cut by the Chargers and, and went and back, brought to, back here to New Orleans. Yeah, exactly, and so yes. that was uh, just someone who didn't work out again in San Diego. So I, I honestly think at 25 they're in a rough spot, and, you know, should someone fall to them or should someone slip, I think that they stay. But otherwise, they have so many needs that it, what I'm hearing is that if they trade down um, or if they get out of the first round and they move to they, they get more picks in the later rounds, then mm-hmm. I think that that's what's going to be what they do because they just really can't get I mean, you're hovering between the first round and the second round there, and you're probably going to get second-round talent in some respects. So why not get more draft picks? That's what I'm hearing now. You know, you never know if uh, Tom Plesko really likes someone or they really like someone and maybe they're going to try and trade up for someone that they really feel is going to help the team because they do have so many big needs. But at the same time, I, it, I just think that Tom Plesko is more the type to be frugal, a little more frugal with his picks. And so um, at least this year, I think next year, is a, I think they recognize that this year, as much as they went to the playoffs and there is a resurgence in San Diego, I think they still recognize that this year, you know, they're, they're limited, they're hindered, and they have a lot of needs. And so whether or not they're going to, you know, sell the farm this year, I don't think so. They could. Um, but I think that they're kind of looking towards the, the later years when they're going to get more cap space, like I said, next year. And they're going to have built this team a little bit more and have it be where they want it to be. 
Tell you what, it does make a lot of sense when you talk about not necessarily trading up, but trading out of the first round to gain more picks. I mean, that'd be a very plausible scenario there for a team like the San Diego Chargers right now. Yeah, and when you're at 25, I mean, it's just, you know, you're not necessarily going to get the guy you want. And I think when it starts to become the second, third round there, they're able to get some viable options that are going to at least be um, a better risk-reward for them. And so I think you're right. I think that that's kind of, you know, their thinking as well. Or what I'm hearing is that, um, you know, it's it's just not, you know, not as lucrative to stay at that number 25 spot if they're able to get some better some um, more draft picks and, and some more reasonable talent. Tom Fletcher hit a home run last year uh, with Keenan Allen in the third round. Now I don't think every every third rounder is going to be a Keenan Allen, but certainly he's he understands the later rounds, and I think that he's not afraid of those. And um, you know, a second rounder with Manti Teo, jury's kind of still out on him. And in the first round, they had DJ Fluger last year, who turned out to be a real big asset. So, um, but you know. They weren't at number 25 last year. So, again, it's probably – I think they're more on what you said. They're more likely to move out of the first round. All right, good stuff. Annie Halbrun from NBC San Diego. Uh, Enjoy the weather, Annie, and, of course, enjoy the NFL (laughs) draft next week too. Hey, I just want to say that every time the Chargers would come to to New Orleans and, you know, we'd go for the game, always love that city. Green city, great people. So uh, thanks, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, and I'm glad that you enjoy our city as we do when we come out there, too. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Annie, uh, how, so can folks, how can folks to fa- uh, follow you on Twitter if they want more of what you're saying? I'm at, in, at Annie Heilbrun. H-E-I-L-B-R-U-N-N. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Annie yeah. and then H-E-I-L-B-R-U-N-N. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Great stuff, Annie. That. Thanks a lot. Oh. Annie Heilbrun so with us. For men- Let's go ahead, Annie. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just want to say thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, there we go now. Annie Halbrun from NBC San Diego with us on our draft preview series. We'll continue on the Black and Blue Report right after this. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue. Congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk. Lob to the rim, alley-oop dunk, Anthony Davis. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the uh, the Black and Blue Report. We'll continue our NFL Draft Series here in just a moment, but we, of course, are welcoming in Jen Hale from Fox Sports and Fox Sports New Orleans with us on this Thursday Jenna, first of all, congratulations. The news was awfully sweet about the Pelicans' television broadcast from this past season. You guys, what, had a very nice jump up in uh, ratings for this past season? Sean, 
John, thank you so much. We did. We are, we're so excited. Uh, of course, a huge part of that credit goes to the team and Anthony Davis. That's a big reason why more people are watching. But we did have the third biggest increase in the NBA. And as the broadcast crew, we certainly want to pay off what the players and coaching staff is doing on the court. So we were really honored and excited about those numbers. Uh, we hope that uh, as the team continues to up its game, we're upping our game as well. And I think a second year together for Joel Myers, David Wesley, and myself really paid off. And I, I think we took a, a, a big step forward in what we do and how we do it together. So hopefully year three will be even better. Yeah, no doubt. You mentioned the continuity of the crew there. What was what what was different? What was more comfortable for the three of you in year number two? You know, when you're a broadcast team, nothing replaces time. Sort of like, you know, a football or a basketball team. You just get used to working together to where you know, I know exactly how Joel and David are going to toss to me. I know when they need me to get out and get back to them. I think Joel and David um, took a big step together a big step forward together you know last year was David's first year so he he really did well but it was trial by fire he just kind of got thrown out there so I think the biggest improvement is him I know that we'd love to be doing games right now with the Pelicans in the first round of the playoffs and I think that's soon to come but when you look at how the playoffs have shaken out so far as we wind down here to the end of round one what have your thoughts been as, as you've been watching the games Oh, my gosh, I'm blown away. Who would have ever thought Oklahoma City and Indiana would be in this position, right? I mean, I, I, I had them tabbed, like a lot of people, I'm sure, to be at the top of the pile. So um, I think this has been one of the best, if not the best, first round of playoffs that I've ever seen. So many overtime games, so many upsets, so many surprises. Just look at the three games we have tonight. I mean, Pacers, OKC, and uh, Golden State fighting for their very lives. And then, of course, not that it's a good situation, but, but the Clippers' uh, drama and chaos, for lack of better terms, um, just adds to the whole storyline and, and crazy media circus around all this. And, Sean, I have to say, I take um, a vote of confidence for the Pelicans for next season when you look at what some of these smaller teams are doing against the perennial powerhouses. It's nice to see some of the smaller teams kind of beating up on the big boys. Yeah, no doubt, and I, and I think that with you and I both also covering the NFL, we, we've seen the value of parity in the NFL. Uh, are, we, are we getting closer in the NBA? I know we always still talk about the Miami Heat, and they're certainly sitting pretty after a sweep of the Bobcats, but are, are we in the NBA world ready to see some of the parity that the NFL has enjoyed? I don't think we're anywhere close. Are, are we getting better? Are we moving in the right direction? I guess so, um, but I still think especially with being able to go over salary caps and pay a luxury tax. I still think the NBA is so different than the NFL when it comes to that. Um, now, it will be interesting, Sean. You know, it's not the best draft year, and it's not a particularly strong free agency year. So for a group like the Pelicans that has several of its stars, core stars, core pieces who are young and in place, I have to hope that's going to bode well down the road as they come of age, whereas some of these other teams struggle to find – pieces and and pieces that can produce right now that don't need more seasoning jennifer hale with us from fox sports jen when you when you look at the pelicans now as we kind of start the off-season process sometimes during the season you're covering it you're so close to it it's sometimes hard to see a bigger picture now that you're a week or two removed from the Pelicans' season is there anything that strikes you about what happened or what can happen for this team you know sean absolutely i think we are just 
one piece away, one injury away from all of this really clicking. When you look at what Anthony Davis did on the court, the, the jumps he took, both in his play and production, but also in his leadership, it excites me about the future because I think with a healthy Ryan Anderson, a healthy Drew Holiday, um, a healthy Eric Gordon, and maybe one more piece, we can be right where these other teams are. And, and when you look at the success that some of these other squads are having, like the Wizards, um, against larger teams. It, it, it really, uh, we could be right there next season, and, and that's that's an exciting thing to think about being at work this time next year instead of sitting around like we are now. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, Jen, put your NFL on Fox hat on for just a moment for me. Uh, we've got the NFL draft uh, just about a week away now, um, and let's start with kind of like a macro look. From, from 30,000 feet, if, if you were to give me two to three storylines heading into the draft, what would they be in your eyes? You know, this one is not my favorite, Sean, but certainly in terms of national buzz, I think it's the big one. What happens to Johnny Manziel? I'm not, I'm not sold on him yet. I'm not sold on how productive or successful he'll be in the NFL, but certainly that's what everyone's watching. How high will he go? Who will take him? Uh, you know, and to some extent you can't help but buy into the media circus surrounding all that. Uh, quarterback rich draft, wide receiver which rich draft. So that will be fun to watch. Um, in terms of Manziel, just going back to that storyline, ah, man, do you take him first over Jadavian Clowney? Surely not. But but it, it, it's a fun question. It's a fun thing to debate. And uh, it'll be very interesting to watch come this time next week. Yeah, no doubt. And with it being this time next week, that means we have this year-round calendar with the NFL. Uh, Jen, if you could zero in on the Saints a little bit, um, do you have any inkling on what they might do at 27, or are you hearing anything in the national circles about where they think or where they don't think the Saints might go with this thing? Yeah, sure. I think you got to get another wide receiver. Um, uh, with the loss of Lance Moore, the age of Marcus Colston, you've got to bolster that crew. Um, the, the Saints, I think, are doing a very good job of evolving their roster, of, of bringing in fresh talent, Right now, Kenny Stills is kind of the young gun there, but but you need to surround him with some other pieces. I wouldn't mind a younger, big, deep threat, kind of what Marcus Colston is, to come up and, and learn from him. Um, you do have some guys that were very promising in training camp last year. You know, Joe Morgan, Andy Tanner, Nick Toon, draft pick from last year who got hurt. I think I would expect the Saints to add at least one more wide receiver from this draft, bring them all in for competition, and hopefully come out with a really good uh, receiving core in the end. I also think you got to make some moves at linebacker, uh, possibly inside and outside, bolster that a little bit. And uh, another big question, certainly in my mind, towards the end of the season, boy, that left tackle issue certainly became a huge question mark. Charlie Brown is now gone. I think Teron Armstead did a good job filling in. Is he going to be the guy? Certainly you need some depth there. That's Drew Brees' blind side. Drew's older. He's aging. You've got to have some quality protection there for him. No doubt. Jen Hill, good stuff. Uh, it'll be fun to watch next week. And, of course, because we've seen a lot of trading in recent NFL drafts, uh, all this thing and all these mock drafts that you read around the Internet and, of course, on television, you can probably throw them up in the air or toward the waste can at some point. I, it's just so hard to predict. Exactly. And, and Sean, you know these general managers uh, as well as I do, and they love the element of surprise. They love the thrill of the game. Uh, I think a lot of GMs, 
have a mindset similar to Mickey Loomis's and then in that you take the best player on the board, even if it's not a huge position of need for your team at that moment. And then you have some bargaining power and, and you do some trades or you trade it before the pick ever comes around, which, you know, is what we're hearing rumors about Cowboys and Manziel and all that stuff. So it, it is going to be a uh, reality television at its best for sports fans, in my opinion. Yep, reality television begins one week from tonight. Jen Hale from Fox Sports, I'm so glad I got to catch up with you today. I really appreciate you taking some time out for us. Oh, of course. I miss you guys. I feel like it's already been a month that the season's been over. The offseason will pick up steam, I'm sure, at some point. But again, like you said earlier in the interview, I really hope that we're working in May next year on some Pelicans broadcast. That would be a lot of fun. I think we will be. Jen Hale, everybody on Black and Blue Report. We'll jump back into our NFL Draft Preview Series right after this quick timeout. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We'll continue our NFL Draft Series today with pick number 28. That's right after the New Orleans Saints. Lo and behold, it's a division rival. It's the Carolina Panthers. And with us from Panthers.com is senior writer Brian Strickland. Brian, good morning. Happy offseason to you, sir. Good morning to you as well. Hope you guys are doing well down there. We're doing well, but boy, is it busy as we all get ready for the NFL Draft. I know there's been an overabundance of talk and analysis and everything else, but Think about this, Brian. One week from today, we're actually going to be in the draft that we've been talking about for so long now. Yeah, I mean, obviously the draft starting a little later than we're used to. Uh, calendar turn to May here, and uh, you starting knowing who your rookies are, you know, getting ready for rookie minicamp and everything. It's a little bit different, but, uh, I mean, I think we know that uh, the appetite for draft talk is kind of limitless. Uh, you know, I think everybody's ready, but also – you know, I think people are still enjoying the process as well. No doubt, no doubt. It seems from afar, Brian, with regard to the Panthers, when you speak of the offseason and the free agency period, it's it's been more about who the Panthers say goodbye to as opposed to saying hello. Is, is that the right gauge on how you're viewing the Panthers' offseason so far? Yeah, there's, certainly there's a lot of talk along those lines. I mean, you know, free agency came, um, you know, a lot of guys departed. I mean, obviously uh, – Steve Smith, technically not a free agent casualty, but that got, uh, as you as you probably figure, uh, pretty much as much press, if not more, than all the other moves combined when the Panthers decided to waive. Uh, you know, kind of obviously a team leader and kind of an icon in, in team history. Uh, so that was the biggest storyline here. But also, you know, there were some other receivers that kind of came out of the woodwork last year that were free agent signings last year that had success. Uh, 
went went other ways as well. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Ted Ginn Jr. and whether he would be back or not. And, uh, you know, the reality there was, I think, he had a tough year with the 49ers, and that had opened the door for the Panthers to give him a look. The Panthers had figured out uh, you know, a good way to utilize him, and lo and behold, come free agency this year, there was a you know, there's a big market for him all of a sudden, and uh, he proved to be pretty expensive for a team that's cap challenged. So he tested the market, ended up in Arizona, and then kind of the same thing happened in the secondary when you look at, you know, Mike Mitchell, a guy who was pretty much a backup with the Raiders for four years, and then played borderline pro bowl football for the Panthers last year, and, and the market was was rich for him as well. And Captain Munnerlyn, cornerback, same thing again. In fact, last year. The Panthers uh, let him walk in free agency, but we're in a position to re-sign him before another team came calling. But again, you know, when you when you have a defense that is number two in the league, a lot of other teams take notice, and the Minnesota Vikings stepped up and, and signed Captain. Yeah, you mentioned that the second-ranked defense and a team coming off of a twelve and four season. So you know, a lot of the teams that we've talked to, especially the ones. Uh, closer to the top of the draft, they talk about all the holes that they have are tremendous needs. It seems like here, later in the draft, and especially a team like Carolina, you're right. You you have to be careful about teams kind of poaching what was a good thing. And then, of course, it's a delayed process in finding out what your needs are after the dust settles, huh? Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, obviously free agency, uh, Dave Gettleman, his second year GM, he's a a firm believer when it comes to the draft of – Picking the best available talent whenever possible, and to make that um, you know to make that possible, he's big on using free agency to try to put yourself in a position where you don't feel cornered like we have to go with this position or else uh, type of mentality. And you know, outside outside uh, impressions vary, but within the building, the Panthers are very pleased with how they've addressed those quote unquote needs through free agency. You know, we just talked about secondary guys that left, but. Uh, I think Saints know Saints fans know a little bit about Roman Harper, who came in the mm-hmm. door as a, as an option at safety for the Panthers, and Thomas Deku as well, another um, you know former Pro Bowl guy uh, and an FC South guy, as a matter of fact. And then a receiver, you know, not the flashiest names were brought in the building, but Jericho Cotri coming off a ten touchdown season, Jason Avant, one of the surest handed receivers in the league, as after spending his, the first eight years of his career with the Eagles, um, and so. The Panthers feel like they put themselves in a position to be flexible in that 28th pick. It wouldn't be a bad thing to get somebody to protect Cam Newton, especially on his blind side there, whether it be in the form of an offensive tackle or another lineman that he could allow to do some shifting. Um, is, is that something that can be had at number 28? Yeah, I mean, I think that's obviously a, a serious consideration. Well, and then I go back to uh, Dave Gettleman and kind of his his take and uh, – around, I don't know how national this is, but he's kind of termed the phrase hog mollies to refer to the big guys, the big guys <laughs> in the trenches up front, and then that's something he is always looking for in the draft. Uh, so you can't have enough of those guys. And, you know, he, he uh, addressed the media just the other day and said, I'm not going to try to fool you guys. I'm not going to, you know, there's no bones about it. We need guys up front. And I think, you know, when you pick 28, there's a, uh, quite possibly a couple of offensive tackles left on the board that you can see plugging right in. So so is 20, you know, when you look at 28, and, and it's still a first-round pick, but virtually here, Brian, you're, you're on the verge of the second round. So do you, do you view 28, and I guess I'm asking for your personal opinion here, do you view 28 as a high-value pick or something really special there, or do you almost have to look at it as a second-round pick and then find value in that? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess that, that is kind of hard to hard question to answer. I think a lot of that is to be de- to be determined as the draft plays out, and you just don't know how guys are going to fall. I mean, obviously, wherever you're picking, you're looking for value. You're looking for the, you know, for a guy that maybe slipped a little bit, and that's more likely at 28, obviously, than at than at eight. So it just kind of depends on how it plays out. I mean, but you're looking for a starter there. There's no doubt about that. I mean. The Panthers would love to come away with starters, honestly, in the first three rounds, even picking at the at the back of the draft if possible. And certainly, I know that's how Gettleman is approaching it. Brian Strickland, the senior writer with Panthers.com, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Brian, sounds like it could be interesting for the Panthers, um, and, and as we know, it could it could also go kind of ho hum too. Um, when when you talk or you hear from Panthers fans, um, do they have a name that they love, or is there something? for lack of a better word, that seems sexy to them? Well, I think, uh, you know, wide receiver, this is my fifth year with the team, and I pretty much, uh, fans cannot talk enough about the wide receiver position. And that was before Steve Smith was no longer on the roster. I mean, fans get excited, and I certainly understand it. I do as well about, uh, you know, the prospects of a, a flashy, big impact wide receiver. And, you know, Brandon Cooks out of Oregon State has been a very popular name, uh, you know, some people believe now that he's less likely to be there at 28 than, than people thought, say, a month ago. But a guy that kind of reminds fans around here of Steve Smith a little bit. And then I think kind of later in the process, uh, Marquise Lee from Southern California has gotten a lot of chatter as a guy that maybe based on talent shouldn't be there at number 28, but based on how the board is playing out may end up being there at 28. Interesting, interesting stuff, Brian. I appreciate it. I hope that you uh, you have a good run up to the draft and enjoy how it unfolds over those three nights coming up. Yeah, it's always entertaining. I mean, long days at work, but I wouldn't have it any other way. No doubt. Senior writer from Panthers dot com, Brian Strickland, is a part of our NFL draft preview series here on the Black and Blue Report. I would tell you good luck to the Panthers, but sitting here at the Saints facility, I'm not so sure. I wouldn't be lying to you. I understand. Uh, point well taken. Nothing, take no offense to that. Absolutely. We'll see you in the fall, of course. Brian Strickland, thank you very much. All right. Sounds good. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Thank you. Brian Strickland again from Panthers.com. We'll continue our NFL Draft Preview Series here in just a moment as we continue here on this Thursday in the Black and Blue Report. As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand? That's the power of people. Entergy. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Well, it's pretty much time to put a wrap on the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Of course, our thanks to Annie Halbrun from NBC San Diego, Jennifer Hill from Fox Sports, 
And Brian Strickland today, senior writer with Panthers.com. We'll uh, jump back into the NFL Draft Preview Series tomorrow. We'll be ready to pretty much put a, a, a bow on the thing as we'll talk uh, tomorrow. Patriots, 49ers, and Broncos and really start to get the national side done and then be able to zero in on the Saints all throughout next week on the Black and Blue Report. Our thanks to Daniel Salerson today for also helping out with the program. We hope you enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll look for you right back here tomorrow as we wrap up the week with the Friday edition, a lot of NFL football talk for you on the podcast tomorrow. Well, for all of us here at Studio B at 5800 Airline Drive, we say enjoy all the games tonight. Have a great, safe, and rest of your Thursday, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. I'm Sean Kelly, and so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.